Today's daf is daf Lamed Bey's leave. And we're holding three lines from the bottom of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Bey's Tan Rabbonon. Ezu Morav Ezu Kibud. We have concerning parents two mitzvahs in the Torah. You have Kavadis Avicha Vesimecha, which is the Lashon of Kavod Ki, right? Which we think is some type of form of respect. And then you have also, you have Ish Imova Aviv Tirau. That's a Lashon of. Uh, you have a, a sense of, of reverence for your parents. The one wants to define how in practical terms do we define honor and how do we define reverence. All right? So one says like this, Moira, to fulfill the mitzvah of Moira, you don't stand in your father's place, place where your father normally stands. So he gets these diamonds in a certain place, don't stand in his place. But don't sit in his seat. Don't contradict his words. Not only that, let's say he's having a discussion or argument with someone else, don't pipe up and give your own opinion. Like, okay, this is what I think. Like, trying to, like, you know, you, you can't uh, uh, offer that either. What's kibud? So, so, so reverence is basically like, it's like desisting from doing things that might show some level of disrespect. On the other hand, kibud is Michael, you feed him, mashke, you give him to drink, malvish, you dress him, mechasa, you cover him, machnus, emotzi, you bring him uh, into the house, take him out of the house, take him for walks. So therefore, those are, are a lot more things that you do for the person as opposed to desisting from. All right, so the, 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 uh, the, the source, the, the, the sense, and based on the also at the limbo that we said, that a person has more of a sense of doing covered for the mother than the father, and a sense more of yira for the father than the mother, is that covered comes from a sense of, of much more of, of love, and when you love somebody, you want to do things for them. Whereas yira, you desist, you're afraid from doing something that might antagonize or, or be disrespectful. So one is an act of omission, one is more of an act of commission. Let's go weiter. Iboyla Hutnei Yeshiva had the following Shiloh. All right? What's the Shiloh? It is the Shiloh. Mishal Mi. All right? Now, at first glance, it seems to be a straight-up Shiloh. When you have a mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'em, you have to feed, drink, clothes, whose pocket is the money coming from? Is it coming from the sons or is it coming from the father? All right? Now, let me, let me explain to you how, the, but the poskim, the Mepharshim don't explain it straight up that way. The Mepharshim explain, there's no question, if the father has the funds available, then the funds to be used for the father should come from the father. From the father. He has those <laughs> funds available. The Shiloh over here is, what if the father does not have the funds available? All right. Now that needs to be explained too. Well, your father doesn't have the money, but you have the money. So what's the havamina that? Oh, no, I don't have to feed him and drink. But the difference is as follows. This is the the, 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 the fine tuning here. If you have an obligation to use your own funds when he doesn't have, and it falls under kibud aim, then that's kibud aim. You don't count that as a tzedakah. You don't count that as miser. But. If you are not obligated to spend your own money. Now, obviously, you're not going to leave your father 
you know, on the, on the side, but you spend your money, but then it falls under the category of a tzedakah as opposed to the, that it's your requirement, your obligation of kibbut avayim. Everyone here, there's a big difference, meaning when we say, we're discussing where he doesn't have the money, so therefore, I'm going to spend my money. But how do I view that? Is that my obligation to spend my money and then I can't count it as at my, as, as tzedakah? Or no, you, you got to give tzedakah, but who are you going to give tzedakah? Are you going to give the, the, the honey across the street or are you going to give it to your, your, your father that needs it? That's the question over here. So it's a different question whether should I have to spend my money or not spend my money. No, he has the money, you use his money. Doesn't have the money, that becomes the shadow. That's the unfortunate thing. So let's see it inside. All right, so Rabbi Yehuda Amar Mishel Ben. Rabbi Yehuda says that there's a mitzvah of Kibrav aim for the son to use his own money. It's not, it's not tzedakah. You, he doesn't have money, you use your money, and it's Kibrav aim. Rabbi Nosan Bar Oishia Amar Mishel Am. He says the obligation to do Kibrav aim is with his money. He doesn't have the money, then you are not obligated under the mitzvah of Kibrav aim to use your money. You might have an obligation al-tzedakah, but it's not kibbutz It's not the requirement, but it's kibbutz All right. Now, it says the more like this. The rabbis paskind, and instructed the Rav Yirmiya, and sometimes Rav Yirmiya's son, command They seem to be, that seems to be the halacha that they took. The rabbi said, that the only obligation to keep it up is the father's money, and they instructed him la that that is what it is. All right. Ask the more the following question. Mesa, we learned in a bracha. We find there's an obligation to respect, to honor your father and mother. We also find that Hashem uses the same terminology by himself. You have to honor Hashem with your assets. All right? Now, since we have the juxtaposition between the two, and when it comes to honoring Hashem, we honor Him with our assets, so then it should come out the same thing, that what honoring our parents should also be with our assets. So just as over there by, the, by Hashem, it's with a loss of, with a financial loss, so Avkan, the Chor, does that not imply that by parents also should be a chisar and kiss with a financial loss. Now he amar bishalav, and if you tell me the only obligation is to use the father's money, so my nafkil minay. So what is what, what is what literally means? What difference does it make? It means, but what financial difference is there to the son if the son does not have to use his own money, his father's money? Then how are you juxtaposing or comparing that to using your assets John when you serve Hashem? <coughs> what, is, what are you talking about? Time is money. The amount of time that you have to spend, even if you're using the asset of the father, but the amount of time that a person has to give up taking care of his parent, that is a tremendous financial loss. So therefore there is a, 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 a chisron kiss, and then it could be equated with our requirement to serve Hashem with our assets, even though we don't have to actually spend our money, but we are giving up our time, which is also considered to be a loss of money. Toshima, come and listen. Right, this is a, 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 a very uh, intricate question, so let's get it clearly. Beis Achin, if you have two brothers, or Shnei Shutofin, or two partners, Ha'av of Noah, you have a father and a son, Ha'rava Talmido, you have a uh, teacher and a student, all right? So these are all very, very close-knit 
relations, right? Now, we have a halacha that if somebody wants to be poder, somebody wants to be poder's as shemi, he has to add a chomish. He has to add a fit. If a, if a stranger or an outsider comes and does it for you, then he does not have to add a, to redeem, to redeem the Maizashani, that he can leave the money here and take the, and take the produce to, to Yerushalayim. So now, this. if you're doing it for yourself, you have to pay a fit. If somebody's doing it for Maybe you, then it doesn't have to. Now, these relationships, because they are so, so close, close you might have thought that when the person does it, like even the, with their funds, it's like you doing it, and therefore what? They would have to fit. Comes to teach me that no, they do not have to add a fit. That's the point it's been made here. So point and zelazer, they can be pointed for one another, Shani, All right, and not only that. Let's say one of the two partners, okay, one of the two partners wealthy, the other partner's poor. One of the father's money, the son does not. Son has money, father does not. And it's a year where instead of Meiser Shani, it's Meiser Oni. Now, who do you have to give Meiser Oni to? The poor, sir. You have to give it to a person. Now, what it says over here, they can feed each other the Meiser Oni, and there's been no impropriety. There's nothing done that is done that is, it's all above board. Now, the moral has the following question. If you tell me, that I understand you tell me that to do, to, when you do keep it up aim for your father, you only have to use his money. Then I understand that if it's a year of Miser Oni and he's a poor person, you can give him your Miser Oni to discharge your obligation Miser Oni because you're not obligated to give your assets. But if you have an obligation, if Michel Ben, and you have to give your assets, when he doesn't have money, you have to pay for it from Kibbut Aim. how can you give him Meiser Ani to discharge your obligation that you have for Kibbut Aim? Everyone hear the point? So the fact that it says that a son can give a father Meiser Ani is clearly that what? That the obligation must be Shalav and not Michel Ben. That's the point that it's bringing over here. Everybody with me? So the, Did the, you get it? So the obligation... Like this. If a father, let's say, does not have any assets, right? That's the question we're discussing here. And the son does. Our question was, is the son obligated to give the father from the son's assets for the mitzvah of kibbut aim or no? We said it's machlok. I mean, they passed one way, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was two different opinions, two different amoraic opinions on it. Now, in a year where it's Meiser Ani, let's say the son has his Meiser Ani, He's tithing, 10% of it has to go to the poor, right? Can he give it to his father? Now, if you tell me the son has an obligation to pay out of pocket, his own pocket, for kibbut aim, then how can he give the father Meiser Ani? He's trying to discharge his own obligation of, of kibbut aim with the Aniyam's money, which he can do. But if you tell me that the father the son is not obligated to give his own assets. He's only required to use the... Then he the, can give it. Then, then he's an honor. Oh. He can give it. It's a tzedakah. That's the point. The fact that it says you're allowed to give my son shows that it must be Mishal Av and not Mishal Ben. That's the moral ones that have been right. I Ben. Now, if you tell me that the son has an obligation to give his own assets, it comes out that the son is trying to discharge his own obligation. What obligation is the son? The obligation of Kibbut Aim using money. It's Michelle Aniyam with the money that belongs to the Aniyam. Someone says, look, no, you're right, 100%. Is that if it's the primary obligation to give your father assets, to, to, to feed your father, to give him to drink, 
and you hold that you have to use your own, you wouldn't be able to do it. What we're talking about over here, let's the hadofa. Hadofa is the extra. The extra, meaning like this. We're talking about you use your out of, you use your own pocket and you gave him and he now he he, he he has to eat, he has to drink. And now you want to go ahead and give him a little bit more. more. Now you're not obligated to give him a little bit more because of keep it out of hand. Because you already took care of him. What's that? So then you can give him on, give him a little extra. That's what it's referencing. Tomorrow it says La Dofa. Tomorrow it says like this. if so. If that's what it's referring to. That it's not talking about you trying to do, you're giving him the primary money, you're just giving him the little extra using my son. Then how do you understand the following statement? That which was taught concerning this halacha, that if a person gives my son to his father, he said that the curse should fall on a person that uses his my money. To, uh, to, 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 to support his father, he says like this. So now, if it's talking about the primary obligation of, of ta- uh, he doesn't have what to eat, doesn't have what to drink, right? Then I understand that means a curse should befall on you. Meaning like this. He, because to even, meaning like this. Obviously, it can't be talking about where you have an obligation to give him from Kibbutz Aim, because then forget about a curse. You're, you're violating a prohibition. You're using money that doesn't belong that you should not be using. We're not talking about that. The curse makes sense if the pshat is that really you could use the miser oni because you don't have to use your own. But nevertheless, for a person to give his father under the guise of miser oni and treat him like an oni, I understand there's a curse. But if you're telling me that the way we're learning right now, we're not talking about that the primary funds you used was my Sa'ani. You gave him a good meal, you gave him what to drink, you clothed him, all of that from your own pocket. You're just using the extra, the little bit extra, and that you're saying, I'm gonna use my Sa'ani. Why is that something that you should use such a strong language and somebody who does that gets a curse? So it's only the lot of we don't understand what the nature of the curse should be. That what means what meaning? Why is it such a big deal? Why are we making that such a big deal? That you're right. Why? Why? Moses says like this. So it's, it, it, it says it's still. The bottom line is that it's true. You might be allowed to use for the extra because you discharged your obligation of kibudava aim, and for the extra you want to use ma'aser At the end of the day, it's still considered to be disparaging for the father. That the father should even get the sense that my son is treating me like a charity case, even from the Adafa, that is something that when you're using clearly earmarked money for my son, that even for the Adafa, that's still something that is deserved of a curse because you don't have a right to go ahead and do that. Even so, Zila Mil said, it's disparaging, it's considered to be a disparaging thing for the father to do, which comes out very interesting, the way we explained it. It comes out that even when we say that you go with the opinion that you only have to use the father's funds, you don't have to use your funds. So as we said, at the end of the day, it is considered to be charity, according to that opinion. But it's not that you're clearly taking money that was earmarked for charity and giving it to the father and giving him the sense that you are a charity case. But money that's already been earmarked as Meister Oni, which clearly that money should be going to the Oni, and you now use it, even if you're using it for the extra, that's considered to be disparaging for the parent. Let's go on. Toshema, come and listen. Shalos Rebbe they ask Rebbe Lozer, to what extent does a person have to go 
to to fulfill the mitzvah of kibudava ein. Right, so Amar Lahem, so he said, Kedei Shayito Arnakiv Yizrukena Liyam. It said, when, when, when he takes a wallet and he throws it into the sea, right, in front of the son, and the son does not embarrass the father, does not uh, castigate him in a way that would make him feel embarrassed. Now, the one has a great question. If the obligation is that the money that you have to use is the money of the, the, the uh, uh, of, of the son, then I understand he's taking your wallet and throwing it into the ocean. You have to use your money to do it. So that you, that you're showing the limits, all right? That you're showing the limits. But if you're telling me that the money you have to use anyway for the mitzvah kibbutava aim is the money that belongs to the father, all right? So therefore, like this, so therefore, Say so if he's throwing his own wallet into the ocean, so the most question. So what, what? 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 Why would you think that that that's testing your uh, your 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 have aim? Because you don't jump all over him and get all and, and embarrass him. He's not throwing your wallet. According to that, he's throwing his own wallet. So what's the big deal? What does the son care if he's throwing his own wallet? When it says like this, one second, but Roy Yarsha, the son is, stands in line to inherit the father. So the son is also going to be upset if he sees what? The father throwing his own money away. So that's still a test to see how, to what extent you have Kibrava. Says my class. And the one brings a proof for it. Kiha, the Rabba Bar Ravuna. The Rabba, the Ravuna. Rabba, the son of Ravuna. What, did, what happened with Rabba, the son of Ravuna? Ravuna, Kara Shiroi Ba'anfei Rabba Berei. Ravuna was the father. In front of his son, took expensive silks and tore them in front of his son. He was testing him, right? Amar Ezel Erzi, let me go and see. Iratach Iloratach. If he's going to get upset, if he's not going to get upset. Right, I, he wanted to test the, 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 the son, right? But like, like this. So, and and why is he testing the son? Because at the end of the day, even if the silks belong to the father, father that's the point he was making over here. The son would get upset because you know he stands in line to get those things. Right? You can even argue even more than that. You know, he doesn't want to see his father. Right? But anyway, but he wanted to see if his son would get upset. Morris says like this. One second. How can he go ahead and do that? Because if the son gets upset, what does he violate? Kibbutz How can you create lifna ever? Lifna ever is you're not allowed to put a stumbling block in some front of somebody that you're going to cause him to be over an iser. So when deal lifna ever, maybe he will get upset and violate lifna ever. Means putting a stumbling block in front of blind. What says Elosin the machine? Not allowed to put a stumbling block. What says that what what uh, the father did over here, uh, Rav Huna did is he was mochel. Means whatever my son's reaction is going to be, I am Michael him. I forgive completely. I will not be upset if he gets upset at me. So therefore, there's no problem of lifna either, because even if he does get upset at me, it won't be violating Kibudava uh, uh, MY. Because his father was Mochel. The father was Mochel. The father. The Machalei Leyikri, already was Mochel, is covered. Says Marafine. What about a different Aver? There's an Aver Baltashkis. Baltashkis is you're not allowed to, to destroy, things. destroy things. You're not allowed to waste things for nothing. What it says, He actually did it on the seams. 
Since he did it on the seams, that what? You can sew it back together. That's not really baltashkis. Maybe that's why the son didn't get upset. Maybe the son didn't get upset because he realized that what? It was just a test. It's on the seams. That's he realized on the seams, not a big deal. You can get it sewed up again. So it's the Avalev You know, he did it at the time when the son was already aggravated about something else. When the son's already aggravated about something else, and then you do it, he's not going to focus on the fact that what? That the tear is happening on the seams, and therefore, he wanted to see, can he control himself in a, in a Kibbut Abba Aim situation or not? That was a test, and I, maybe he realized on the seam, he wouldn't be really on the seam, because the son had already been aggravated about something else. So interesting, the, the commandment of being Kibbut Abba from Kibbut Abba Aim is from Hashem, so the father, the father says, I'm Michael by honor, and I'm we're gonna, gonna also, we're gonna come up with it, we're gonna be dealing with this in a moment. Okay, All right. The Mora says like this. The Mora brings down uh, going the Indian, the Indian, to deal with a different situation as to how children are supposed to reprimand if they are at all, if the father is doing or saying something that is incorrect. So the Mora brings down over here. Rabbi Yecheskel had two sons. Right? He had twins. We've learned about them before. Rami and Rabbi Yehuda. Famous Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda bar Yecheskel. So he had like this. He says that this Rabbi Yecheskel was learning with his son Rami. And he was teaching him the following brysa. I think what's it? The Mishnah brysa is a brysa. No, it's a brysa. Mishnah. What's that? Sadistan a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah in Sanhedrin. Okay, Tafpeh. So he told him the so he told him the following Mishnah. Now the Mishnah deals with over there that you had a group of people that needed to be executed, but they had different forms of execution allocated to them. There was a group that needed skila and a group that needed Shreifa, and now they got mixed up, all right? So they, they, they means, there had been like a holding pen for the Skila ones, and a holding one for the Shreifa ones. Now the, the Mishnah, the way Rav Yecheskel uh, uh, taught his son Rami, was if the Nisrofim got mixed into the Nisqalim. Now if you say the Nisrofim got mixed into the Nisqalim, that implies that the Nisqalim is the greater amount. It means the small amount usually gets mixed into the greater amount. So the, the, the few people... Small pe- amount of people, you mean? People, they, people, they people. No, the full, small amount of people. Yeah, people that needed Shreifa. Right, okay. Yeah. Few, about, like, I, let's say five of them got mixed into a group. It's not about the level of the punishment. So the number of people that have this punishment versus the number of people that... that have that's punishment. what happened over there, right. Now, the question is as follows. There's no question. You cannot give a person a higher level punishment if he deserves a lower level punishment. You don't have a right to do that. But you could argue that if somebody needs to be executed, then you can give him a lower level. You get a higher level, a, get a lower level. So that we understand he could. A higher level, get a lower level, but a lower level cannot get a higher level. So therefore, the Mishnah says like this. This is the way the Mishnah was taught by Rabbi Cheskel to Rami Berei, to Rami's son. He said that an Israfim got mixed into Nisqalim, which means a small amount of Nisqalim got mixed into a large amount of Nisqalim. So Rab Shimon said, Rab Shimon's opinion, the Tanakhama of this Mishnah, he said, Yedona Beskilo, I hold that the whole group, all hundred, should get Skilo, because Shreifa is, is more severe. And if Shreifa is more severe, you don't have a right to give all of them Shreifa because you can't give somebody that deserves Skilo Shreifa. Right? You can't go up, you can only go down. And therefore, according to Rab Shimon, according to Rab Shimon, Shreifa is worse than Skilo. Therefore, all hundred will end up getting Skilo. All right? Now, 
That's the way you're going to get. So now let's just set up a case. The way the Mishnah is being taught according to Rabbi Cheskel is that the smaller amount, five of the people that you get Shreifa, got mixed into the 95 that got Skila. And the reason why they all get Skila, says Rabbi Shimon, because the Skila is more stringent than... No, no, no I'm sorry, Shreifa is more stringent than Skila. Therefore, you have to go down, give downgrade, and give all 100 Skila, even though it comes out, the ones that got Shreifa will get Skila, Nishkeferlach. Now, the problem is that when Rabbi Yehuda, uh, the, the son, the other son, there was two children. There was Rabbi Cheskel, Rami was one son, and the other twin was Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Rabbi Yehuda, his son, when he heard him teaching it over to the other brother, he said, Abba, he says, I, I disagree. That's not the correct way to teach the Mishnah. Why is that not the right way to teach the Mishnah? Because think about it for a moment. Is that the, the reason why you would give Skila, well, the reason why you would give Skila to the whole group, the way you're teaching the Mishnah, doesn't have to be necessarily because Shreifa is more severe. Even if Shreifa was equal and not more severe, the fact that you have 95 of the group that are supposed to get Skila and only five of them are going to get Shreifa, you would go all 100 should get Skila because the laws of Rove, the laws of majority. So therefore, Rav Shimon's comments are not brought out clearly in the case that you set up because it's not because Shreifa is more severe that you're giving Skila. Shreifa could be equal to Skila. You'd still end up giving Skila because you go with what the majority is. Therefore, if you really want to bring out the position of Rav Shimon, flip the case. The case really should be is 95 of the group should have got Shreifa. And five of the group should have got Skila, and the five got mixed into the Shreifa, right? And I still give all hundred Skila, even though the majority is the other way, I still give Skila. Why? Because Shreifa is more severe. So if you really want to bring out the position of Rav Shimon correctly, then the case that's being set up is not bringing out his position, because it could be another reason why you're all getting Skila in the way you're setting up the case. Not because Shreifa is more Chomer, but it could be because it's the majority. Therefore, if you don't want that to be the case, you have to flip around, and therefore your Mishnah should be taught, you're teaching the Mishnah incorrectly. Everybody understand the point he's making. Mm-hmm. So Moira says like this, I'm a leader of Yehuda. Everybody agree though, and, and, and let's just your father, that you still can't, you, you still can't go from down to up in punishment. Yeah, agree, but it okay, could. Be. This is just the number of people. Yeah, but it could be even if they were equitable, I, I, they were the same. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna see the argument's gonna be what is higher and lower. Five, All right. So what is it like this? Amalei Rav Yehuda Berei. So Rav Yehuda, the son of Yechezkel, said, "Abba, let's just nay hachi. Don't teach the version of the Mishnah in that way. It's not the correct way. Because my area is Shreifa Chamur. Because why are you mentioning the reason has to be because Shreifa, according to Rav Shimon, is more severe? Tevegle de Ruben Iskalaninu. It could be even if Shreifa is not more severe, you would still give the skill. Let's say they are equal, you would still give the skill. You know why you would give the skill? Because Skila, in your case, is the majority. Not because lower. Oh, 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 because it's the majority. If you want to bring out the position of Rab Shimon that makes it clear that it's because Shreifa is more severe and that's why we give the Skila and not the Shreifa, you have to, Isnaya, you have to teach the mission the following. Five of the Neskalim got mixed into the Nisrafim. The, the smaller amount was the Neskalim, and they got mixed into the Nisrafim. So you got 95 Nisrafim, and you got five Neskalim, 
And even so, what's the ruling going to be? You have to go with skila. Why would you go with skila? Because you know why? Because skila is less severe than Shreifa, and you cannot go with the rove in that case, because the rove would end up getting five people who don't deserve Shreifa. Shreifa, they would end up getting, they don't, they'd be ending up Shreifa, therefore you have to give the skila because, now, that would be the right way to teach the Mishra, because that brings it out. Because actually, if they would be equitable, if Nisrefa and Shreifa would be the same, then what would be the ruling there? It would not be that you go with the Nisrefa. They would be go with the Nisrefa because you have a majority. But here, majority doesn't come into play. But you're showing that the majority is not coming into play because actually you're giving the, all of them what the minority are the ones that should be getting. That's the right way to teach the Mishnah. So Amalei, so Yechiskel said, I hear what you're saying from the first half of this Mishnah. But does that logic follow through the second half of the Mishnah? What does the second half of the Mishnah say? I'm a Seifa. Let's say the Seifa. It says, Chachamim Omrim, Chachamim disagree. They say, Yaduna Basreifa. They say, we hold that Sreifa is the way to go. Why? Because we hold, what's the most severe? Shaskila Chamura. They hold Skila is more Chamur, and therefore you have to go with Shreifa. Right. Now, so you have to go with Shreifa. Now, what the father is pushing back on the son, but now that you've switched around, I can ask you the same question you asked me on Rav Shimon in the beginning. I'll ask you, you're saying that the case really was is that you had 95 got, what, 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 are, what are we switching around the case? We're having a situation now, you're saying 95, we're switching around now. We're saying is, that 95 had Shreifa, and five only had Skila, right? That's why you wanted to switch it around, right? But now it comes out, what are the Chachamim saying? They're saying everybody should get Shreifa, because Shreifa is, because Skila is the more stringent. But now that you've switched around, that statement also is not necessarily correct. It could be that the reason why, according to Chachamim, everybody should get, should get the Shreifa is not, is the, what's that? Is it again? Because now you've flipped it out of the way. It could be, even if they were the it's same, even if you were the same, it should be, it could be because you get Shreifa because that's the 95. You're not bringing out clearly that the reason you're going with the Shreifa is because the Skila is the most severe. Even if the Skila would not necessarily be more severe, would be the same, you would still be going with the Shreifa because in the case that now you flipped it out, there's 95 people getting Shreifa and only five minutes kilo. So therefore in the Chacham, the problem you had in Rav Shimon, now I can ask you in the, in, in the Chachamim. So therefore, Yadot, it's a mercy like this. So Chachamim said, you're going to be straight, but Shaskila Chamura, because Skila is more severe. So my area is Skila Chamura. What's the reason that they're giving? Why are they giving the reason? Because Skila is more stringent. The way the case is now set up, it could be the reason why you're giving straight, because you've got 95 getting straight. So therefore, even if Skila wasn't more severe. You still would go with the Shreifa because that's the majority. So Amale, he said, no, I don't have a problem if it's written that way in the Sefer. Because in the Sefer, the Chachamim were just responding to what Rab Shimon said. Rab Shimon said that the case was set up that fits in Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon's bringing out his point. His main point is, is that Skila, that, 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 that Shreifa is more Chamer and therefore everybody gets Skila, right? That was his point. Shreifa is more severe, and therefore you get Skila. And that's why you didn't want to make Skila the majority, because then it could be you're getting Skila because that's the majority. But that's the point he made. Now the Chacham were just responding to him. We're not creating a new case. They go on his case. But the reason you gave 
We disagree with that reason you gave. You gave a reason that the person should end up getting skila because Shreifa is Mohammer. We disagree. We don't hold Shreifa as Mohammer. We hold Skila as Mohammer. Meaning, don't look at standalone the Chachamim and their case because you're right, then it's not being brought out in the best case. But what the Chachamim are just responding to is what? The statement that was made by Rab Shimon. And on his statement that I hold that Shreifa is Mohammer, they're coming along and saying no. We disagree with that. We hold skila. Now, why in the case that has been you're right? The case has been brought out, but that case was brought out for the case for the purpose of Rab Shimon. So once we already brought out the case, they still have a right to say that we hold it this way because we disagree about what's Mohammer. Even though in the way you couch the case, it might not be the best way of bringing out their position, but we're not using the case to bring out their position. Their position is being stated in response to the statement that was made by Rab Shimon. They're responding to Rav Shimon. That you said Shreva Kamura. That you said Shreva is more Chomer than Skila. Loy, we disagree with that. We all Skila is more Chomer. Okay, now what's the whole point over here? The whole point over here, we're going to keep it over A. What happened over here? Father teaches son A a Mishnah. Son B pipes up and tells his father, You're making a mistake, right? So Amalei Shmuel or Rav Yehuda. So Shmuel, who was the Rebbe of. Uh, Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda learned by Rav, and when Rav passed away, he moved over to the yeshiva of Shmuel. This Shmuel, Rav Yehuda Bar He's a shinin, a sharp one. He was a very sharp-minded, first, very, very, uh, uh, had mental, <coughs> strong mental acuity. This Rav Yehuda, they called him sharp one. Lo don't speak to your father that way. The son, because he learned in a brisa, harei shaya aviv oivel oivel We have a scenario where you see your father Doing something that's a navera. He's doing this violating. So Al Yomar Lo Don't walk up to your father and say, Hey, you just did a navera. You can't go over to your father and say that. Ella, what do you say? Omar Lo Abba Kach Torah. You said, Abba, is that what it says in the Torah? Wait one second. If that's what it says in the Torah, that's also very disparaging to the father. The father's doing something, hey, that's not what it says in the Torah. Okay, you never said you did an Aveira. But saying that's what it says in the Torah, that's not really much better. So when it says, Kafka's of a Torah, you're still distressing him. There's no, you're not sugarcoating anything. Ella, what should you do? Omer lo abba mikra kosvetorah kach. You're supposed to say, abba, there's a, there's a posik in the Torah that says this. You're not telling him directly he violated it. You're not telling him he did not vera. You're hoping that when he sees the pasuk, what will he realize? That he's done it incorrectly. That's the way you have to do it. it means you should not head on tell the parent that. You, and the way you, you meaning you, you have to figure out a way that he can come to realization. So what you should have done is asked him some questions that maybe he can come to realization that the way he's teaching the Mishnah, but not telling him directly. Don't teach it that way. It's incorrect. Anyway, let's go on. Elazar ben Masyo Oimer. Elazar ben Asu would say, Abba Oimer Hashkeni Maim. What happens if the father tells you, hey, go get me a cup of water? Or mitzvah lasos, and you also happen to have a mitzvah to go ahead and do. You're going to go Dava Mincha. Father saying, go and get me a cup of water. Look, Mincha is not going to be a good example of it. But let's say we're going to see the cases. Uh, before is uh, you have a a mitzvah to 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 go and get there's an ani at the door to give tzedakah let's say all right so meaning ani covered abba of osis a mitzvah 
He says, I will leave alone the honor of my father. It means I won't go get him a cup of water. And I will go and do the mitzvah. Why? Because both me and my father have responsibility to Hashem to do the mitzvah. So he can't tell me to do something for his honor if we both have the responsibility to honor Hashem and make sure that the mitzvah is performed. Now, Isi ben Yehuda adds something here. He said, If you can get a third party to go ahead and do the mitzvahs, so let's say you can go ahead and give a dollar to the third party and say you go give the tzedakah to the guy at the door, which frees you up now that what? You can go ahead and get your father a cup of water, then to then you have enabled to fulfill both. You can do the mitzvah that you and your father are obligated in, and you can do the mitzvah of and that's the best case scenario. So and you can go, then he can go and do the mitzvah of Kibbut Aba'im. Amr of Masna, Halokha Isi bin Yehuda, that is the Halokha like Isi bin Yehuda. Amr of Yitzchak Bar Shiloh, Amr of Masna, Amr of Chista. Ha'av Shemachal Kavod, this gets, gets into what Adam is talking about. If a father is Mochal and is Kavod, Kavod of Mochal. So to be mocha and kibbutz avaim, a father has the right. Hashem instructs us to do it for the honor of the father. But if the father is willing to waive his honor, right? Your kid can ask a child, "Can I sit in your seat?" You can tell the kid, "Go ahead and sit in the seat." So again, covered hero we're using interchangeable, but covered can be mochel on. But a rav shemochel al kavod enkvod mochel. But a rav, a teacher, a rebbe cannot be mochel on his covered. Now we're going to see what's the difference. Why can a, a father be moichel but not ready? So Abiyazer disagreed. Abiyazer said, He said, no, the same way a father can be moichel who's covered, a rebbe can be moichel on his covered as well. And what's the raya? Shenemar, Vashem, says Hashem, when they got out of Mitzrayim, when they went through the, the, the midbar, he went in front. He traveled in front. All right, in order to show them where to go, in order to take care of the problems. So he is being Michael is covered. Now, he was the ultimate, he taught us Torah, he taught Moshe Rabbeinu Torah. So therefore, if he could be Michael his covered by doing what he's doing, therefore, a Rebbe, right, should be able to Michael. We said that the honor you have to have for your Rebbe is like the honor you have to have for Hashem. Well, Hashem is being Michael is covered, the Rebbe should be able to be Michael is covered. Says one of you, Rova, he says, what kind of comparison is that? Ashta. How literally this now means what are you what are you what are you, what are you comparing the two? Hakarish the world is his. The Torah is delay. The Torah is his. So uh, he uh, so uh, delay he. The Torah is his. So Michael is covered on his Torah because it's his Torah to be Michael. But the Rebbe, whose Torah he now is imbued with, what right does he have to be Michael on? Kavodat Torah. How can he be Mochel on Kavodat Torah when whose Torah is it? Hashem's Torah. So therefore, you can't bring me a raya that Hashem's Mochel and his covered. Therefore, Rebbe shouldn't be or should be. Can't bring it. Hacha Torah delayhi. Is it his Torah? So that is a, 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 one of the more powerful lines you're going to find. So Amor says like this. I'm a rob. How do I'm a rob? Then Rebbe retracted. He said in Torah delayhi. Very important concept is that when a person studies Torah. And that Torah becomes fused with him, it actually is considered to be his Torah. Starts off as Hashem's Torah, but then it actually becomes the person's Torah. And therefore what? 
A Rebbe has the right to be Meichel. The Chesed, as the Pazik says, now the full Pazik over there is, Ki Torah Hashem, Chevto, it says, Torah Hashem, you should be your desire. You have to have desire and a will for Hashem's Torah. And then, And then in your Torah, you shall study day and night. So therefore, it starts off being Hashem's Torah. But when you study day and night, Torah means his with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a regular H, not a capital H. It becomes his Torah, it becomes the person who studies it, it becomes your Torah. Hashem allows it that it's bonded to you. That is your chalik in Torah. It's your Torah. And therefore, Rebbe can be mechal on his covet. The Torah soi, his Torah, Yoga Yamamalev. Aini says the Gemara, is that true? That a Rebbe could be Mechel on his Torah? So Gemara brings down a couple of stories that show not like that. Fahar Rava, Rava himself, who just said that you can be Mechel on your covet, Mashki Behilula Debre. He would be, he would got, you know, the, the father of the Chassan goes around with a bottle of schnapps giving everybody, pouring everybody Lachaim. So he was being, he was giving out, he was giving out the Lachaims, he was pouring out the schnapps. So now, Bedale Kasa, I don't know what that base is doing over here. Bedalu, Dalu, Le Kasa, and he poured, he poured a, and handed a, a cup of, 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 of wine, Le Rapop of Ravuna Bray to Yeshua, the Kamen Vakame. But even though he him somewhat is demeaning himself, right? He's, he's going around being the waiter, they stood up. Bravo, right? So even though he's, on one hand, he's being Mochel and his covered, how's he being Mochel and his covered? He's doing the pouring, but they stood up. All right. Uh, uh, when he got to the two other katamidechachamim, to Rav Mari and Rav Pinchas, below kamamikamei, they didn't stand up. And Ikbit and Rav got upset. Rav got upset. What did he say? But these two that aren't standing up, they think they're real rabbis. The Hanu Rabban are the ones that did stand up. They're not real rabbis. Is that what these people think? So you're not real rabbi, then you're obligated to stand. But if you're a real rabbi, then you don't have to stand. But what's the question we're asking? The question is, the Chorah, he's showing that he's been mochel and he's covered. How's he showing that he's been mochel and he's covered? By doing the pouring. And still he's getting upset. That they're not standing. That they're not standing. But you hold that your mechila is a good mechila, then why are you expecting them? Well, they shouldn't have been upset. They, they shouldn't be expecting them to stand. Vesu and furthermore, a similar bra, uh, story. Rapapa have a mashki behilulo to Ababar Amar Berei that he was he was uh, pouring the, the drinks at, at his at his son's uh, uh, wedding. Bedalilei kasa Rabbi Yitzchak Berei to Rabbi Yehuda and he poured a cup for Rabbi Yitzchak the son of Rabbi Yehuda. Below kamekame and he didn't stand. But when he got upset, someone says like this: Is there's two inyanim here? One is you're right. Mitzad kavod Torah. He's Michael. You don't really have to uh, stand. However, there should be an acknowledgement just as Derech Eretz. Derech Eretz, you have what's called the rabbinical shuffle. You know, like you, you give a little bit of a. a so they should have at least done that. They should have done that. So therefore, you're right. You're Michael and you're covered. You're Michael and Tyre. You could be Michael. You're pouring. But at least there should be an acknowledgement. That, like of giving a little shuffle, to stand all the way, you don't have to do, but a little shuffle, that's what he was mocked on. Then, so hitter lay, they should have done a hitter. A hitter means just an acknowledgement. Some type of acknowledgement should have been done. Boy, uh, uh, boy, they should, they, that was necessary. Amar of Ashi, even if you go with the opinion that a Rebbe can be moichal and it's covered a Torah, right? Nasi shemachal a leader, a leader that's the covet of the community, right? Then he can't be Michael on his covet. 
So Mesive, someone has the fun question. Mesive, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Yeshua. For Rabbi Yitzhak, these three Tanoim, Shayu Mesubin, Vebei Samishta, Benoishil, Rabban Gamliel. It was Rabban Gamliel's son's wedding. For Haya, Rabban Gamliel, Aymed and Mashkale, and Rabban Gamliel was walking around pouring out the drinks. Nasan Akais, Rabbi Lezer, he wanted to give a cup to Rabbi Lezer, the Tana. But Lainatli, he refused to take it. You're the Nasi. Rabban Gamliel was the Nasi of Kaiso, right? So I'm not going to take a cup of wine from you. Right? No, not no. And Rabbi Yeshua did take the cup of wine from him. So I'm a lawyer of Lezer. Lezer said to Rabbi Yeshua, Maza Yeshua, Anu Yoshvin, Rabbi Gamliel, Oymed, Omashka, Aleinu. We should be sitting, and the Nasi of Yisroel, the Nasi of Kaisro, he should go ahead and be serving us and pouring us drinks. So Amar Amalei, so Rabbi Yeshua answered him, Matzinu Gadolmemeno. We find even a greater person, Shashimesh, that was serving. Who do we find was serving? Avram Godel Adarayah. Avram was the was the Godel of the was the was the Godel of the, the, the great one of the generation. Because of what does it say? For who Ahmed Aleim? That he was standing over the Malachim, right? He was pouring them drinks, giving them food. Well maybe it's because he knew that they were Malachi Asharis. No. Loy. No, they didn't appear to him like Malach Hashorahs. How did they appear? They appear like Arabs, and he still did it. So if Rabban, if it's okay for Avram Avinu, it's okay for me to accept a cup of wine from, from, uh, from, what's his name, from who? The great one, he should not be able to pour us drinks. So Amalahem Rav Tzadok. So Tzadok said, why do you have to bring a raya from Avram Avinu, from a human being? Ad Why are you leaving aside the honor of Hashem? Bring a raya from Hashem himself, right? You bring a proof from the honor of human beings. Look what Hashem does for us every single day. He serves us. He makes the wind blow. He causes the clouds to form. Morid Motor makes it rain. He causes the ground to sprout. He supplies, he sets the table for each and every one of us. And Gabriel can't go ahead and, and, and stand and pour drinks for us. Who services us all the time and we accept it. So why shouldn't we be able to accept from Rabban Gamliel? But if you want, if, so that can't be what the issue that was stated was. From for Nasi to be able to accept that camp, that 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 that, that he could be Michael is covered. Where there is a situation where you cannot be Michael and someone's on a covered is as far Hachi Itmar. I'm Rav Ashi. I feel a man that a Nasi shemachal kveda kveda Michael. Even if the Nasi's covered, he could be Michael. A leader could be Michael is covered. But Melech shemachal kveda in kveda Michael. When a king wants to be Michael on his covered, you cannot accept the covered of a king. Right, why? The Pazik says, you have to put on yourself a king. You have to, his, his, he should be over you. You have to put him over you. So therefore, he's not allowed to be Michael in his covenant because you have to allow his uh, authority to be over, over you and he's not allowed to be Michael. All right? His reverence should be over you. That's the requirement. Now, my show explains what's the shot. One is I, Hashem. We said Hashem. He's a difference. is like this. Is Malchus. Sovereignty is laid malachim biyad Hashem. That all comes from God. If God wants to be Michael, that's fine. But our, the fact you're in a position of Melech is you're imbued somehow from the Malchus of Hashem. <coughs>
if you're in that position. And therefore, a melech does not have a right to be moichel on. It's not like we said by terror becomes your terror. Malchus never is yours. Malchus is all from Hashem. And that's why the Prophet says, you have to make sure that his reverence is upon. Uh, that, 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 like what Shmuel said to uh, Shaul, because Shaul said that I was doing it. Right. Yeah, I hear, I hear, right? yeah. Tana Rabbon. Now, the one is now focusing on a posuk in, in the Torah. The posuk says like this. This is a posuk in Vayikra. It says, seva takum. The simple shot is, because of the elderly you shall stand. Vadarta, and you have to show honor. in front of the, uh, somebody who is zaken. Usually also means el- elderly. So we understand. They can't both mean elderly. Because then why do you have to write both? So what is, how do you read that posuk? That seems two clauses. How do you read those two clauses? That's what we're trying to figure out over here. What exactly is seva? What exactly is zakeh? Where is there an obligation to show honor? So Tanra Bonan, first, it says in the Bryce, if they say talking in front of the elderly, you should stand. You might think even a zakeh Hashmai. Now Rashi says he defines zakeh Hashmai is a zakeh who is a asha, uh, ashem, is, is, is guilty. And he's a Russia and an Amaaretz. The, the word Ashmoy comes from the word Asham. He's guilty of being a Russia and an Amaaretz. That's how Rashi learns it. I'm going to learn the sugya like Rashi. Just bear in mind, Tosas, other Rishonim don't learn shot, and that's what a Zokan Ashmoy. So Rashi learns not only is he an ignorant person, but he also is a Russia. Now it could be he's considered a Russia because he's ignorant and he does all these violations because he's ignorant. But either way, that's what Ashmoy is. Right, so you might think you have an obligation then to stand up even for somebody is a zakan ashmoi. So in that Talmud Lomar, it's a, 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 a seva. So therefore, so that's what Talmud is zakin. That's why the second clause calls says you have to show honor to a zakin. Zakin, when used in the Torah, refers to a Talmud Chacham. It refers to somebody that does mitzvahs. Shenemar asfali shivim ish gather for me the seventy men to make up the, the, the Sanhedrin that would help Moshe Rabbeinu, it says, Mizikne Yisroel. So therefore, the way, the first interpretation at least, according to the, 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 the Tanakhama, is it's not two separate clauses. Seva Takum, you have to stand for a Seva. What type of Seva? It's a Seva that can be called Zokin. What kind of Seva can be called Zokin? It cannot be... It cannot be a Rosh Amaretz. That can't be. That's the way. So it's not two different. The two clauses juxta, they, 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 they twin. Right? Rabbi Yosef, Lili Omer, Ein Zokin Elamisha Kona He says, when you see the word Zokin, not because you have like a Zerah Shava from Zokin to Zikna. His Zokin generally means someone who's acquired wisdom. Shinem Hashem Konani Reish is dark. It says Hashem acquired the Torah. With Hashem, before he created the world, he created the Torah. And then he used the Torah which, by which to create the world. But you see that Zokin is actually a contraction of two words. Zeshekona. One who has acquired, one has acquired wisdom, that's what Zokin comes to. Now, how is he disagreeing with the Tanakhama? We'll have to ask that question. But he basically also saying is Zokin doesn't necessarily mean elderly. Zokin just means somebody that has, that has knowledge. Now, Now, you might think that you see a person far away and you have to stand already if he's far away. Again, the word standing goes together with, they, they go, you can, you, 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 twin, you can put them together. When do you have to stand? When you're showing him, Hadarta means you're showing him an honor. Now, it's only an honor for the person 
if he may, if it's clear that what that you're standing for him. But if a guy is like you know uh, half a mile away and you see him coming, you stand. He doesn't get. He doesn't understand that what. That you're honoring him. That you're honoring him. So therefore, it's only considered to be an obligation to stand if it's clear that he understands that you get, he's getting honored by it. So therefore, uh, I only said stand where it's clear that you are honoring the person. You might think that you also have to honor him with your wealth, with your money, spend money on him. That's why it says standing. To standing and honor him. Just as standing doesn't involve loss of money, so to the honor, he does not have to involve a loss of money. You might think you have to stand in front of him, even in a bathroom, even in a, in a, in a bathhouse. Talk about darta. It has to be the kind of standing that shows honor. In a place where honor is expected. Therefore, in a place, a bathroom or a bathhouse, honor is not expected. You don't have to do it. Now, you might think that you can turn your way, close your eyes, make, make as if you never saw him. Maybe it's only a problem if he thinks that you saw him and you didn't stand. But if he doesn't know that you saw him, maybe no harm, no foul. So therefore, you might divert your eyes, close your eyes, if you didn't see him. That's why the end of the passage says, Takum for your race, and you have to fear Hashem. What does fear Hashem have to do with this? It means this is something that's internal. The thoughts of your heart are being taken into account. Right? That's why it says fear Hashem. It means Hashem knows you saw him, and if Hashem knows you saw him, then you have to go ahead and stand. All right, so we've had two opinions in which we still have to see what the difference is, but they both seem to learn Seva, Takum, and, and, and Seva, and Zokeim are learning a little bit one from the other. We apply one to the other. Tanakama says it clearly that you, that you only have to stand if it is a person that is like a Zokeim, if it's an elderly person that has, uh, that, that has Torah and mitzvahs. Now, Rab Shimon ben Eloza Oimer, Minayin Ozokim Shalaya Triach, how do you know, he says a different thing. How do you know that the elderly person himself, or Talmud Chochem, he's not allowed to go out of his way to trouble, to trouble people, to give him honor, right? Talmud Lomar, Zokken V'yareisa. He understands the word Zokken is next to the word V'yareisa, means you have to fear Hashem. Hashem knows what you're thinking, to the elderly, or to the, to the Talmud Chochem. Don't go in on purpose because you want to cover that they should have to stand up for you. Let's keep finishing up. This is the third shita. He says, I feel the cold save Mashma. He says, I disagree. I hold any elderly person deserves that you stand for them, even if it is a Zakanashmoy, even if it is a person that's ignorant in a Russian. Says the more now. Right, now the more says, the first two opinions, whether Zakain means you have a Zayra Shava from Moshe Rabbeinu that he gathered the elderly people together. Or you learn Zakein means Zeshakana, right? But they still both seem to be saying that the type of person who's a saver has to be one that is a Zakein. So what's the difference between the two? So Moshe says like this. No, there is a difference between them. Uh, Moshe says like this. The difference between them is that what happens if a person is a Talmud Chacham but he's young? According to the Tanakhama, he holds Yonik Bechacham Eloi. It means that, they, that it's only one case. You stand up for an elderly person if he's a Talmud Chacham. But if he's a Talmud Chacham and he's young, 
You don't have to stand up for him. Rabbi Yosef, he says, yes, it's true. The fact that the Torah juxtaposed standing for an elderly person next to standing for a Talmud Chacham, that's to tell you that the elderly person cannot be a Russia. He cannot be an ignorant person, right? But it's still viewed as two separate things. You still have to stand up for a Talmud Chacham, even if the Talmud Chacham yeah. is young. So I feel Yonek V'Chacham. Even if he's young and he's a Talmud Chacham. My time, Rabbi Yosef Lili. Now, what's the reasoning for Rabbi Yosef Lili? So he says like this, because if you say, all right, that it's, it's really all one thing, like the Tanakama holds, that it doesn't mean Seva separately and, 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 and Zokein separately, but it's the Seva who is a Zokein, the way the Tanakama wants to learn. He says, Isal died with the Tanakama, like the Tanakama holds, Imkei Rachmana, Mipnei Seva, Zokein, Tokum. Why don't they put the two things together? Why to make it two separate clauses? Seva one and Zaka in the second clause. They're the same case, so put the two things together. Same case, I mean, they say Zaka talk about Darta. Why does Hashem divide into two clauses? That they're not talking about two separate, one, one case. It's a two separate cases. There's a person Seva, there's a person Zokin. From the juxtaposition, you learn that the Seva cannot be a Zokin Ashma, but not that it's two separate, it's, it's one case, it's two separate cases. So high love, high, high love, high, Swamino. And even a young Talmud Chacham. The Tanakama, according to the Tanakama, why Taka does he not have, why, how does he explain why the Torah didn't write Seva Zokein in one, ca- one case, the way it, it's all one case? Because he wants to have the word Zokein next to the word Vyaresa. Because we learned before from Zokein Vyaresa means that a Zokein should not go looking for COVID. So if you were to write Seva Zokein together, you wouldn't have been able to put the word Zokein next to the word Vyaresa, and he wanted the word Zokein next to the word Vyaresa. The Tanakama, my time. Now, according to Tanakama, how does he understand uh, uh, that, that why, why doesn't he understand, like Rabbi Yossi, that it's in two separate, if it, that it's two separate things? Why does he uh, adamant that it's all one case? Why don't he learn that it's two different people? He says, because Ikra Am Rabbi Yosef Lee, like Rabbi Yosef, it's two separate things. The Nikhta Rahman and the Kurdish Boroku, Imke Nikhta Rahman, should have been written in the Pasuk. Miknei, why is it right, Seva by Takum and Hadarta? If they're both two, you should write that both you have to do Takum and Hadarta. They both need Takum and Hadarta. Why are you saying what I have to do to the one is Takum and what I have to do to the other one Hadarta? And if they're both the same person, I understand. Because you have to do both to the same person. But if they're two different people, then then imkem imnei seva talkum v'hadarta. It should have write. It should have written imkem nichta imnei seva talkum v'hadarta, and then talkum v'hadarta imnei zokin. Because you have to do both for both of them. So therefore, it's mashma that they're not two separate cases. It's all one case. But all cause of achi shmaminachadhu. It's mashma that they are all one case. Jim will stop over. There. <laughs>